Okay, we're going to begin. This is a story called 45 Woodside. Uh, it's taken from 1967 from It's a Rum Life, Book 2, Boston, 1960 to 1970. For those of you not resident in England, Woodside was a modern housing estate built in the early 1960s just outside Boston, Lincolnshire, UK. First first paragraph, Firestone. It was providential that Ruth and I had applied for a mortgage to buy our new home, 45 Woodside, while I was still employed at the Boston Standard. And before I changed direction to become a salesman of motor cars and lorries, as cons consequently my weekly salary dropped by 20%, and my promised commission on sales never ever did materialise. Early in 1967, I found myself officially about to commence my new job as a salesman for the Firestone Tire and Rubber Company. The turgid, uncertain days of the garage were over, and I really could look forward to a career with a large international company. Fred, my new boss, had explained all about the company car, and the fact that it was ex expected to do the same miles per gallon for me as it had for my predecessor Barry. It would also cost so much a week to wash and keep clean. I would be expected to entertain my clients at reasonable cost and would certainly need some decent suits to keep me keep up the standards of the said company. Before all this though, I had to spend several weeks in the company training school at the factory at Great West Road in Brentford, London. Until this was all completed, I would not have the use of the company car, which stayed at the Lincoln District office. I had to find my way to London, Monday to Friday, for a month or so, but my travel expenses would be paid and hotel room provided, together with all food. I'd always been used to being independent, and on inquiring found that the hotel in Richmond, where I would be staying, was some distance from the factory. Also, I should expect the training school hours to be somewhat irregular. The temporary car. I decided to buy a cheap car to get me there and back for a month or so. In the pages of the Boston Standard, I came across the model of car I had always wanted to buy but never had the money for or suitable excuse to buy a Rover. Now I had both, money and excuse care of a sub from Firestone to tide me over for the first month. A Rover 75, circa 1953, became a member of the family. It was a Cyclops with three headlights, beautiful leather and wood interior and solid six-cylinder motor. The first week was daunting and tiring but very interesting. On the sales course were a number of characters from various backgrounds, all budding Firestone men. It was at the end of the second week that I had a big problem, thundering up the A1 home on Friday evening, full of joys of spring and the thoughts of soon to be able to start my new job in earnest, I knocked out a big end shell bearing. Uh, note for mechanics, this is an important part of the main engine structure and mortal to the motor. I did manage to get home, which says much of the malign motor, but before I could get to London again, to continue my training, I had to find a replacement engine. Fortunately, my close neighbour, Peter, 
Good friend and boss to wife Ruth was weekend off. This meant Ruth was weekend on and that I could get on with the job in hand. I telephoned the local scrap car centres and found a rover engine that would do the job. Peter's excellent Morris Minor Traveller was purloined to make the collection and we called in at the scout headquarters on the way home to borrow three large pioneering poles and long lengths of rope. My Sunday lunchtime we had taken over the whole area in front of our home on 45 Woodside. The old engine was out and the new second-hand engine was hanging suspended over the engine bay. Things had gone remarkably well so far, although the whole project was causing some concern on the estate. I took great pains to explain to close neighbours that this was really not my new job, and the pioneering poles pointing skywards like some huge wigwam structure without its cover, and well above the height of the house, would soon be gone again. Fingers crossed. The new engine was from Rover 100, a little bit newer and more modern in design. Being new to Rover ownership myself, I was surprised to find the starter motor fitted on the opposite side of the engine, and there was no ready-made hole for it to fit into where the engine joined the gearbox. Being ingenious types, Peter and I got our heads together and decided that the quickest way out of the dilemma was to make a hole. A row of small holes was drilled into the gearbox fitting, it's called a bell housing for those of mechanical bent, and we then carefully joined up all the little holes and slid the engine into place. Everything else fitted, and by tea time, and certainly before Ruth arrived home from work, the shear legs were down and the car road tested to ensure everything worked. I was on the road again. You'll be pleased to meet Peter once again in the chapter about our first MG, when Peter's intrepid and undaunting sense of adventure come to my aid once more. Sufficient to say at this stage that the training went well and I duly began to work out of Lincoln District Office for Fred Popham and the Firestone Company. My territory covered the whole of South Lincolnshire, below Lincoln, and eventually was to stretch into Norfolk and Cambridge. There we are, lots more stories to follow. I hope you enjoyed that one, brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. You can read more stories on Keith Sanders, the short story man, dot wordpress.com. There are lots more free audio stories on this Buzzsprout site. There's over 50 videos to watch on Keith Sanders, the short story man on YouTube, including horse videos. And there's a shop. All the stories you listen to or read are compiled into books. The three books so far, you can see them on our site. They're not expensive to buy and they're easily downloadable. Have a look at richardkeithsanders.sells.com. Thank you for listening.